0: Well, we have been talking a lot about inflation and the impact inflation is having, well, just about on everything, the price of food, the price of you name it. But how is inflation impacting charities and those very charities that are seeing a growing need, growing demand? Well, Robin McConnell is joining us now, Manager of Transitions and Initiatives for Family Services of Metro Vancouver. Robin, thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for having me, Jill. Uh, Are you seeing the the cost of food inflation or what kind of an impact is that having on you?
1: Well, when we look at the programs we provide uh, through Vance Services of Greater Vancouver, um, specifically our pantry program and our meal program and our directions drop in, we're really seeing an impact on how far the dollar will stretch. It's looking to be probably about two-thirds of what we used to be able to do, say, two, three years ago.
0: Two thirds of what you used to be able to do, which which sounds like a huge, huge difference. But I would imagine as well, you're probably seeing even more need.
1: Yeah. One of the really interesting things we did through our programs is in the beginning of COVID, we started a pantry program, which was really speaking to the particular needs of youth of being able to access food. As we all know, food was really difficult to come by in the pandemic, going to grocery stores, the empty aisles. And through the pantry program, we've been really able to work at a successful way of giving youth access to those primary food needs, but also being able to include a certain level of like nutritional education and um, conversations and meal planning. And one of the interesting things that's that impact we're talking about the inflation is we're more depending on what those sale items are now. And so what that's looking like is less nutritional options, where through the program, we really want to focus on what those nutritional options are that we want to give the youth. So it's like a balance of how do we make this work to give the youth what they need, but also having the dollars to be able to buy what we need.
0: How does the pantry program work?
1: Youth will come, uh, there's about four different drop-in times and they will come and pick through the different foods that are available. And we have like a point system. So healthy options are less points and they have a certain amount of points to spend in that day. And so that's that focus of pushing, you know, if you want to get some chips, there's only so much you can be able to pick up today. But if you want to get some apples and some vegetables, then it's, you're going to really be able to spread out how much you have budgeted for that time. So it's a really interesting way to talk about Nutrition, budget, and, and how to make things last.
0: That also seems like a, a way as well to make it a bit more that, that it's more involved or more like grocery shopping rather than than if somebody feels uncomfortable, I would think, or, or, or doesn't want to draw attention to the fact that they're, that they're taking part in, in a pantry program.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's 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 definitely focused on that sustainability piece with the youth in terms of like, you know, there's one thing to provide the food, which we do through our meal programs in the drop-in center at Directions Youth Services, um, but also that that education piece, that sustainability of how do we get youth to have these tools to help them in the long run.
0: Would you say your clientele has changed? I know we've talked to other uh, charities or, or say, Surrey Food Bank or Vancouver Food Bank or the Christmas Bureau, and, and they've they've noticed, I think, a, a definite shift in people who are accessing these services who maybe had never ac- accessed them before. Are you seeing your clientele change as well?
1: I would say we're seeing uh, a, a wider breadth of youth that are accessing our services, uh, especially in the pandemic um, being open. Uh, While a lot of other places were shut down, we're seeing wider spread of youth throughout the Lower Mainland, but also that youth are being displaced to different parts of the Lower Mainland as well, just because the cost of housing uh, is so astronomical. Um, I couldn't speak to the other services within Family Service of Greater Vancouver because we do have other specific community kitchen and meal programs uh, that are providing a really substantive impact in their own communities (laughs) as well.
0: Right. Okay. And when you say youth, what what age span are you are you talking about?
1: At, at Directions Youth Services, we work with youth twenty four and under
0: right and that's got to be difficult like you're saying with with already perhaps being in a difficult situation the pandemic hits it's even more challenging to get food to find housing I, I, it must be you must have seen just kind of the, the i hate the the phrase perfect storm but just all of these things kind of come together that are all working against people
1: yeah i mean there's a multitude of of things that impact young folks, I mean really, and that's where the meal program works so well is we have the pantry program, we have the meal program, and it's a chance to connect with youth on those immediate needs and we look and like that hierarchy needs food is so prominent but other things need support as well and then we take that opportunity of connecting with the youth through these different programs to find what else we can support with and help them get to that next level of support that they may need with gaps that we're seeing or gaps that they're um, feeling um, but maybe not as easy to talk about but through that kind of ease of entry through our services really connect with our workers and able to kind of um, get connected with the services they need.
0: And when you talk about inflation, the impact of that and, and being able to purchase maybe two thirds of what you would be able to purchase in the past, how do you make up the difference? Is it, is it a dependence kind of on, on volunteers or donations or or how do you deal with that?
1: it's it's really donations and right now it's kind of a good time to touch on this uh, going into homelessness action week in the city of Vancouver is we actually have a campaign uh, called today I uh, which looks at the ways that youth have successes and challenges in the day and celebrates resilience of youth but also the understand the complexity of the work that we're doing and there's been some really good uh, donors some folks are really done some tremendous work to support the the meal programs and the pantry programs, but it's it's an ongoing need and and it's a need that the more support we have, the better we're able to address and the more we have. And so there are all sorts of ways for folks to financially support our programs if they go to fsgv.ca um, they can find out more, Family Services Greater Vancouver.
0: And when somebody, when you see a young person coming in and accessing the services, is there a general kind of time period that someone does that? Because like you said, the pantry program might be one thing that's helping or and, and someone's learning more about budgeting and grocery shopping. But then with other supports, is there kind of a general time frame or time period that it takes to help somebody so they don't have to come and access the program?
1: It, it all depends on the complexities of the, the things that youth might be working with. And one of the really uh, important things we do at Directions Youth Services is that individualized support. So supporting that youth with where they at, with what they need. Sometimes I've seen youth maybe come to the pantry once or twice and kind of get them through a point in time where they don't have uh, as much food security. Other times it might be an ongoing thing and there's a multitude of complex needs uh, that need supporting.
0: And and in a scenario like that, are the supports there, or are people kind of uh, able to to take the supports or get the support that they need?
1: It's a tough question. I mean, there is support out there, um, but there could always be more supports. And especially when we're looking at housing, uh, sustainability, housing security, um, just those different things that those youth need throughout the day and throughout their lives. It's, it's a challenge, um, but we do our best in terms of really meeting those immediate needs to help the youth throughout the day and throughout the night.
0: Right. I mean, it's got to be. You would think if it's a challenge for somebody who has employment and maybe has had housing, but uh, for whatever reason has lost it. I mean, it's a challenge in that scenario for, for to find housing and to, to kind of land on your feet. It's got to be so much more challenging for somebody that, that didn't have that to begin with.
1: Exactly. And I mean, that's the really amazing thing about the skilled workers that I work with at Directions Youth Services is the way to really understand um, and having like a trauma informed approach to supporting the youth that come through the door and knowing that there's so much to address and being able to have the youth feel welcome and working through the issues that they can support with and connecting them to look at that long term sustainability within their communities.
0: All right. Again, Robin, if people want to learn more about the program or find out how they could perhaps get involved, what is the website again or where can people go to do that?
1: Family Services of Greater Vancouver. Our website is fsgv.ca. And if you go there, there'll be uh, information about our Homelessness Action Week campaign.
0: All right. Well, Robin, thank you so much for taking some time with us today and for talking more about this. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Jill. Take care.